you not starting this episode with a fucking coronavirus joke? Tyler. That's in bad taste. These are dark times. What a we crazy, unpredictable humor. world we live in, listeners. Don't worry, there was phlegm in my cough, so it doesn't count. It's not one of the symptoms. Welcome to another episode of Preview Review, coming to you live from our bunker where we're sheltering in place from the horrors of the world. The virus is spreading. Things are are not looking good. I, I was gonna say looking up. They're looking. Things are looking down. And I'm Ryan Toon, and welcome to Preview Review. This is my co-host Tyler Ellison. Yes. Don't worry if you're all like, "Hey, why aren't you two social distancing?" It's okay. We're sitting on opposite ends of a couch, six feet apart. It's there's only two not of six us, feet, but it's close. And. Um, it's like three and a half. Tyler and I have the same genetic code, so if one of us gets sick, the other gets sick, no matter where the two of us are. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like an identical twin situation. <laughs> you know, like how twins have telep- telepathy? Tyler and I have, like, co-sickness. Yeah, like as soon as Ryan throws up, I'm just on my hands and knees vomiting on the floor along it's with It's true. Him. Tyler was wondering why he was throwing up the other day. It's because I had a bad cheeseburger from Carl's Jr., you can't shame them on the podcast. Ryan. I can, I will. <laughs> that cheesy burger, the one with the fried cheese patty. That's your fault. It for made ordering me, a burger with a fucking fried cheese. It made patty me throw up it. on the side of the road next to a like shuttered Best Buy. <laughs> was the Best Buy shuttered because of Corona? No, this was before coronavirus. It died on its own. Didn't need any help from COVID. <laughs> so. As you may have gathered, we're recording this in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, it is a crazy weird time. And... And that time is 11.49 on March 22nd. No, that's not what I meant. Like, this is a very weird uh, season to be alive. And we're going to try and keep podcasting through it because it's one of the only constant things in our lives right now. We're just like GameStop. We're not going to stop because we see ourselves as an essential service. Well, GameStop actually did end up closing. Well, that's because the government shut them down, but they can't shut us down, Tyler, because they don't know where we are. Nope. We're a podcast. We're in the bunker. We can record anywhere as long as we have a mic and internet access. So what we normally do on this podcast is we review the trailers for upcoming movies um, normally we talk about four trailers per episode, just talk a little bit about what the trailer shows us, what we're excited for, what we might be nervous about. I'm that, nervous about a lot of things That's right going to be Tyler. a little different on this episode, but we are going to kick it off the same way we normally do, where Ryan was actually able to go see movies before they closed every movie theater in the goddamn country. And... You were here when I saw this one, Tyler. Yeah. We saw this one together. We did see this together. Uh, so what he's going to do is talk about a movie that we previously preview reviewed on this podcast, um, and tell us what he thought of them. And this is going to be the last one for a while until the movie theaters open back up and we can see things that we've talked about. Everyone get ready because we're going to play the Ryan's Review Roundup theme song one last time. Before, In a minor key. Before, before uh, we take an extended hiatus because we can't do our show with live audiences anymore. I have to give my monologue to an empty audience. Yes, and then you pause for laughter, but there's no laughter. <laughs> because no one's in the studio. Okay, Ryan, what'd you see and what'd you think? Well, I'm waiting for the theme song music to end. I'll put it in post. Oh, right, right. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. All right. I saw the film Bloodshot. It's the one where Vin Diesel goes around killing people and he has nanotechnology in his blood. And it's exactly what you think it would be. It's dumb fun. Um, It's fine. It's a a good time waster. But, um, you know, I wouldn't go out and buy it on VOD right away if you're, you know, because that's the world we live in now. 
it's not worth a video rental. <laughs> and that's my review. But if it comes on like Netflix or something, if it's, it's on a Netflix, good like go for action it. movie if you just want to like. But kill don't some time. spend your money on it, mm. and don't like go out to find it in a theater. It's not worth your life. Ryan and I used this movie to kill time after we went to Universal Studios the day before they closed down due to the coronavirus, and we just watched it at the AMC that's in the City Walk City at Universal Walk. Studios. It was a good theater, and we went and saw it on the laser IMAX screen, which is the main reason we went to go see it, not because we it wanted was to see massive. Shot. That screen was like four stories tall. Welcome to the review of the AMC City Walk IMAX screen now. Well, We're done with Bloodshot. There's no use in me telling you about it because you can't go there for the time being. When it reopens, if you have a if it reopens, check it out. Doesn't, doesn't devolve matter into what. some post-apocalyptic hell. Well, if it do, if the world goes to shit, break into the city walk just, and just to see, see how, how big, big the screen, screen is. is. <laughs> yeah, everyone else will be looting everything else, and you'll go in and look and go, "Wow, that's a big screen," and then you'll understand what we were talking about. If you've been to it, send us fan art of us <laughs> at the screen. <laughs> you know the scale. Of us you, to the screen. Because you know the drill. Send in the fan art. Come on. Um, okay, so our opening question this week is simply, what is happening with the movies right now? The coronavirus pandemic... It sucks. It's crazy. And because they're trying to eliminate all sorts of groups, so many movies are getting delayed. And because the main they're not going here... into theaters. So many movies that are filming right now, mm-hmm. the production is halted because they can't bring their employees all to work together. It's just a wild time for the like film industry and television yes. industry right well, now. Well, it's a wild time for everyone right now. That's true. The biggest concern is and the several health other issues. Industries. You know, people are dying. But and... this is primarily a film podcast, so I'm just yes. relating it to our listeners' current interests. Yes. If you tune into this episode of Preview Review for Escapism from the Pandemic, turn back now. But keep listening because we need those listens because we're making money now, right? Oh, in the, not in the pandemic. We can't. It's a world economic crisis. We can't make money. There's not HelloFresh isn't just going to start giving out more subscri- more uh, sponsorships. Maybe they are because people need to have that door delivery service. Ah, uh, yes. If you can't go grocery shopping, order HelloFresh. Stop. You're giving them free advertising. I mean, I'll ask them before I put that in there. I'll cut it out if we don't get paid for it. it I'm going to come back and listen to it. And if it's still there, I'm expecting my cut of the check, Tyler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But unfortunately, we can't pay our editor, so you're going to have to do it all, Tyler. Well, yeah. What's new? <laughs> we don't have an editor. All right, what were we talking about? Oh, right. The world's going to shit. A lot of movies have been delayed. A lot of movie production has been halted. A lot of TV production has been halted. People are self-isolating and social distancing, and you can't really do that while you're on a film set with at least 50 people there, no. like working with cameras and whatnot. Um, There's multiple sides to it. The production side and also the consumer side because movie theaters are closing down. People aren't going to the movies together. So like a ton of industries are just mm-hmm. like, we're not going to put out movies when like literally thousands of theaters in the country are closed and nobody can go watch our movies in mm-hmm. theaters. So some are pivoting to digital yeah. releases. Well, like... Um, um, like where you, you would still pay to view it in your own home. Yeah. But that's not going to bring in nearly as much money as no. box office releases. A couple Universal films are heading to um, like rental services eat, like sooner, like The Invisible Man. Oh, like movies that were in theaters before yeah. the pandemic, but not like couldn't stay in theaters mm-hmm. as long as they normally would have. But they're going for a higher rental price. Like it's $20 to rent the film when you oh, usually wow. like 
eight bucks four or to six four, or yeah. something like that. But you have to think about it like, hey, like I'm gonna watch this with my whole family. If all like four or five of us went to the theater, that'd be like twelve dollars a ticket each. Mm-hmm. And now we're just watching it at home for twenty dollars for everyone. Yeah. And it's also like extenuating. I mean it makes sense. Yeah, and you literally can't see him anywhere else it's mm-hmm. like a very you know but disney's doing something resource. interesting like universal's doing the rental process disney just put out onward on uh like digital or whatever and they let you buy it for 20 dollars, so you mm-hmm. can see it as many times as you want mm-hmm. but then also onward is coming to disney plus in two weeks so you could just wait just wait and two you have weeks. a disney plus subscription you see it then and also if but you they just might be wait, trying to drive more people to actually sign up for disney plus that's true because if you just wait two weeks and then pay the like five ninety nine for like one month of Disney Plus. That's cheaper than the twenty dollars for buying yeah. Onward. Unless you really love Onward and want to watch it over and over again more than like I don't know. I guess it's the same thing, right? Because you yeah. can just watch it over and over again on Disney Plus. Yeah. So unless you really you don't want to have access to any of Disney's other content, you, you only want Onward. Onward exclusive. only. <laughs> no, but I guarantee you, there are families out there that like with young kids that. Didn't get Disney Plus when it came out for whatever reason, and now that schools are closing and they have their kids at home all the day, all the time, they're gonna be like, "We're gonna fucking get Disney Plus so I can keep my kids fucking entertained and occupied." Ooh, and they're. Uh, I wonder if they have that Donald in Mathematics Land. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Um, I used to watch it when I was little. It was like Donald Duck, and he goes through like different planes, but like planes meaning like the graph planes. That sounds. And he would like learn about this. math. So if you're trying, if that's on Disney Plus, I don't know if it is. Did Disney do Schoolhouse Rock? ABC did. Okay, so, so kind of. Um, so yeah, if that's on Disney Plus, this is how Schoolhouse you homeschool your kids through Donald and Mathematics Land and uh, Schoolhouse Rock. And if it's not on there, Disney Plus, you're contributing to the stupidity of future adults in America. <laughs> the, the whatever class this is of like kids that are going through the pandemic right now. Are just gonna have like lower SAT scores. <laughs> like they're gonna do a case study and show like all the kids that missed the second half of fifth grade due to the coronavirus pandemic average a lower SAT score. Oh We're gonna God. have to see the effect that this has long term on the educational process. I'm excited to read those studies, but that's also partly because I'm excited to be done with this time. <laughs> but also, that study sounds interesting, and I wonder if like. College admissions will be like, sorry, your SAT score is not high enough, but nobody's as high Have enough. Have you seen the memes about like admissions counselors in the future talking about like how much the current like reading their twentieth essay on how the coronavirus affected them when they had to miss their like senior prom or whatever? That's hilarious. <laughs> Have you seen the videos where people like are going home? Um, like forever, but like the flight attendants are like, since you don't get to have commencement, we're giving it to you here, and they go. Ba-ba-da-ba. Oh my god! The people walked out. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, I'm scared. This is a really weird time. We're using <laughs> humor as a form of escape. It's a coping mechanism. Dark humor is how I thrive. So, with all these new adjustments in the world of film, there are obviously some movies that I'm upset that I won't be able to see as soon as they're coming out. Well, unless you like rent them on VOD. If they well, all some of them, we don't even know what's happening to them. They just said, we're not putting it out in theaters and they haven't made a decision yet. That's true. That's because... like purgatory. Ooh, like um, The Good Place. Mm. Like that show, they're kind of in purgatory. 
Or like Defending no Your Life. Have you seen that shit movie? No. That's a good movie. It's um about this guy who dies and then he like ends up in purgatory and he has to like go to a council and defend his life like as to why he should be in heaven. Did you ever see that Kirstie Alley Tooth Fairy movie? The one with The Rock? No. The Rock Tooth Fairy movie is different than the Kirstie Alley Tooth Fairy movie. I've seen them both. The Kirstie Alley one is called Larry Toothless, I think. And the climax of the movie is Kirstie Alley. Like, basically, when you're in purgatory, like, she dies and she's in purgatory. Oh, that's right. She has to spend gets... time as a tooth fairy. And then she has to get in the elevator and go down to hell. Wow. And I watched this when I was, like, It was six. on TV a lot. It was on that's TV That's I saw it. Was that, like, a Disney Channel movie or was it just on TV a lot? I think it lot? was just on TV a lot. That's weird. I don't know. Anyways, naturally there are movies that I'm sad aren't coming out as soon as I thought they would be. There are also movies that I don't really care if they ever come out. So this is leading into our first game. How sad are you? Well, I just realized that a movie that probably was going to like come out that might not. They haven't announced it yet. This isn't part of the game, but we were talking a lot about hell and purgatory. <laughs> and it made me think of Bill and Ted. Oh no. Bill and Ted... Face the music. Oops. <laughs> They're facing the coronavirus. <laughs> what is in Bill and Ted's future? Well, we won't I don't know. know. They went to hell in the second one. So that's what made me think about it. But anyway, on to the game. So anyways, here's how How Sad Are You is going to be played. We're going to read a movie that has been delayed or is in purgatory for the time being due to the coronavirus. And then we just have to say how sad we are on a scale of one to five that we won't be one able to, to see this movie as soon as we thought we would. Okay. One meaning I really don't care if it ever comes out and five being I'm massively depressed that this movie's not coming out as soon as I thought it was going to be. Okay. Okay. So our first movie is, Tyler, are you ready for this? Yes. No Time to Die. The, Ooh, James, the James Bond, Bond movie. This movie. Is it Craig's last movie is James Bond? It's the 25th Bond movie and it's Daniel Craig's last Bond movie. See, it's big, that's a big one. And it got pushed back so what, to like the it's fall. Like, it got pushed back to November, but you know nothing's positive or sure in these dark times. Yeah, we I live would in. like to think that by November things might be changing, but who knows? This could be the rest of our year. If every podcast episode is like this, either you're welcome or I'm sorry, depending on how you're enjoying this episode. No time to die. I think I'm giving that a four. I'm pretty bummed that that's not coming really? out as soon. I was really, really excited. Are you a to big see Bond it. fan? I've seen a lot of the Bond movies. You haven't really seen that. No, many I've only seen Casino Royale. So this one's a one for me. Oh, I haven't. Be- well, I mean, I love. You don't spy care if it ever comes movie. out. No, because I have like 24 other Bond films that I haven't seen. Yeah, but when you watch all 24, then because you're quarantine inside you're gonna be like man i want the conclusion like i want the last craig bond movie well the last... i didn't see specter but i heard that like i think it ties into this one you know? I, it, I think it does because christoph waltz is in both of them mm-hmm. he's doing like a thing with uh like the villain in mission impossible i mm. understand that series he was in five and six you do know that bond's been a thing longer than mission impossible i don't know why you keep trying to act like mission impossible is like the gold standard mission impossible is incredible and i'm sad that they had to shut down production of number seven but that's not the game we're playing <laughs> all right right how sad are you about peter rabbit 2 being delayed peter rabbit 2 easy one. the runaway one Easily i haven't seen one. the first one i don't care james corden bunny i don't care i don't care next a Quiet Place Part 2. Aw. 
four. Nah, this has a four for me. Because I really liked the first one, and I didn't think I needed a sequel, but then I saw the trailers, and it made me want a sequel. So it yes. would have been like a three or a two yeah, I if didn't... I hadn't seen the trailers. Exactly. The trailer, like, really, the trailer mattered so much, and that's mm-hmm. what this podcast is about. Yeah, trailers matter. <laughs> the Lovebirds. Oh, this one's interesting. We talked about this last episode. Um, since then, they've had their release date pushed back to who knows when, and then... They have been canceled from all the... together, and they said we're going to Netflix instead, baby. Because Paramount and Netflix have this weird relationship where, like, Netflix will just take Paramount films that they don't want to release in theaters, like The Cloverfield Paradox, <laughs> or um, what was that one with Natalie Portman that was it was released here? It was a sci-fi movie. It had a bear in it. Annihilation. Oh, that was only released. I thought it went in theaters. It did in the U.S., but everywhere else in the world, it went straight to Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's not on Netflix here, is it? No. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't understand how these people work. But the Lovebirds coming to Netflix, who knows when? What do you think, Tyler? I'm I'm pretty sad about it. The trailer really won me over from this. It looks really funny. Um, but I feel like Netflix is a good home. And mm-hmm. it wasn't one that I was like dying to see as soon as possible. So I'll give it like a three. Yeah, this is a, this is a solid three for me too. I would have loved to see it in the theater, but I'm not super bummed that it's going to be on Netflix. Um... What's our next one, Tyler? Fast 9. Oh, F9? Oh, it's not... It could stand for fast or it could stand for furious. Yeah, so the we don't title know. is currently just Or it F9. could stand for a new F word. Family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's nine members of the family. Okay, so... Quick side story. When I was in high school, I wasn't really into the Fast and Furious movies. And I saw the trailer for Fast 5. And I thought, that looks like a cool movie. And I didn't know it was like the fifth movie in a franchise. I thought it was just called Fast 5... Because there are five people in cars that went fast. <laughs> but since then I have learned. Incredible. Um, F9. It looks actually pretty good. I've seen the trailer and I know too much about the that franchise The trailer now. does not look good. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding what, me? Were they fighting fucking werewolves? They make what? it like this weird ass like. Okay. I've seen Mysterious two... like cliffhanger of like. Han is back is from there. the dead. I don't know who that is. I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. I've seen two of them, and the two I've seen don't have Han in them. But I know the importance of his character. Why? I- you can't just base your excitement on a film off of what you read on Wikipedia. I also watched some recap videos on YouTube before I watched Hobbs and Shaw, because I didn't know how much I had to know. But I- it turns out I didn't need to know anything um, for that movie. So I've seen the first one because it was on Hulu, and I saw Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. They're two very different movies, and I like Hobbs and Shaw better, and this movie looks more like Hobbs and Shaw than it does the original Fast and Furious, so it's getting a two, just because I haven't seen the other ones yet. It's a one for me. Um, okay. I'm kind of invested in the franchise because I've seen two out of the nine movies, and uh, well, now it gives me more time to catch up for when this movie actually comes to theaters. Sure. Okay. Mulan 2020. I'm bummed. This is a big one for me. I really wanted to see this as soon as I could. Um, I thought it looked like a really great movie to see on the big screen. Like there was a, like you know, Lady and the Tramp was like a Disney remake that like just went to Disney Plus. I watched it. And if with they did my that family. with Mulan, I'd be happy. But like Lady and the Tramp didn't need to be seen on the big no, screen, no. and Mulan looked like it needed to be seen on the big. Did screen. Did you watch Lady and the Tramp on Disney Plus? Yeah, I watched it with my family over Thanksgiving. And the three people that were, I was watching it with, me, myself, and... Or, me, myself, and I, know Me, my dad, and my aunt. We all sat around and watched it, and we all fell asleep. Um, so, I don't know if it's a good movie or not, because I slept through most of it. 
What do you think of Lady and the Tramp, Tyler? We're not talking about Lady and the Tramp. We're talking about Mulan. Lady and the Tramp <laughs> was fine. Was it like do I have to rewatch it no, because I slept no, no, through no, it? No, 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 no. Okay, okay, but I don't want to sleep through Mulan. No, I think I'm gonna give this one the five. Yeah, this is. Yeah, it's a five. It's a five or a four. I think it's a five. I'm interested in seeing the in new take on it. If you want to know my deeper thoughts, listen to the last episode. Next movie. The New Mutants. The third time it's been pushed back, and now for who knows how long. This movie is cursed. It'll never fucking come out. The New Mutants caused coronavirus. It's true. That's their power. The coronavirus saw that New Mutants had a release date, and it saw that it was actually going to happen. So then... It went back in time, the coronavirus, and started in 2019, and it was like, okay, if we start right now, we'll end up affecting the United States film industry so much that they can't release the new mutants. This movie's cursed. Okay, moving on. Wait, we didn't give a ranking. Oh, sorry. It's like a three. It's a three for me, too. It would be a four because I'm actually really interested in this movie. But it's a three because it's been pushed back so much that I kind of don't ever expect it to be released at this point. Antlers. This is uh It's like a horror film. Horror, like, uh, it's like a little film. boy and he sees a monster just, just and like the monster weird... comes in, like to the town and tries to... It looks cool. I like horror movies. It's a three. It's a three. Yeah, definitely. Black Widow. Ooh, Black Widow. Black Widow, first. I love the Marvel movies, but this one never really generated that much excitement for me, but I would have liked to see what they would have done with it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of in the middle for me. This movie is also, uh, it's a three or a two for me, honestly, because it's the first movie in Marvel's phase four, like the first time that we're like moving past the effects of Endgame, but it takes place before Endgame. It takes place before Endgame. So it's like, what? And also, like, I don't know. But I'm interested in Florence Pugh and David Harbour in this exactly. film. Exactly. supporting That's the interesting elements. So, I don't know. 2.75. Antebellum. The Janelle Monae-led uh, revisionist history. Well, like, weird. I don't know if it's a it's revisionist history. history. It's like time travel. Is it time travel? Because like, I when so. I saw the trailer, I thought it was like people kidnap black people and then take them to like a their own play, their own like plantation with like weird. now we because she looks up and she sees an airplane but then like the airplane disappears so that's why i thought it was time travel like the timelines are like bleeding i thought oh maybe that was like a weird like science fiction i don't know Who, that's one of the things i wanted to see what this movie was all about and the cast looked great this is like probably a three or a four for me this is a three for me because i'm like it was an interesting trailer. If I never see it, there's a book I can read. I think it's based on a book. That was a Jeopardy question during the GOAT Jeopardy. It was, but I couldn't find anything that said that this one was this movie is based off of that book, but it seems like it could be. I don't know. I'm basing this all on one Jeopardy question that I didn't do any further research for. Okay, run. Run, I barely remember the trailer for this movie. Sarah Paulson goes crazy. She it's does sound a, a lot. It's a two. It's a one for me. Sarah Paulson goes crazy in every role I've seen her in. <laughs> if I want to see that happen, I'll just watch like season two of American Horror Story or some shit. Uh, Spiral is the new take from producer Chris Rock on the Saw franchise. This had me really excited because I've seen all the Saw movies mm. and I really wanted to see what was happening with this. Um, this is a four for me. This movie looked interesting to me. I've seen none of the Saw films, but I was like, ooh, this is kind of a cool serial killer like guy like cops going after the serial killer movie i'm intrigued um it's got a three for me we gotta watch the saw movies while we're in quarantine right and so you can get ready for spiral from the book of saw 
Spiral's never coming out, so I never need to see any <laughs> Saw films. Alright, The Woman in the Window. This one, instead of Sarah Paulson, it's Amy Adams going crazy. This looked interesting. I think Amy Adams is a good actress, but the trailer never really pulled me in to be like super like invested in this movie, so it's like a two for me. This movie's also a two for me. Um, it looked like Amy Adams is doing modern dairy rear window, kind of, and I was intrigued mm. by it. And it had it does seem like uh, kind of contemporary, like Hitchcocky, in a little uh-huh. bit. And it has a uh, Gary Oldman in it, mm-hmm. who I think is always good, and Jennifer Jason Lee, she's in it too. And I don't know, it looked interesting, but like if I catch it on like Amazon Prime streaming one day, I'd be fine with watching it that way. Next we have Minions: The Rise of Gru. Minions Ooh, two. Minions don't care two. One. It's a prequel to the first Despicable Me, but a sequel to Minions. I saw Despicable Me one. I saw Despicable Me two. I didn't see Despicable Me three, but then I did see Minions. But Minions came out before Despicable Me three, and Minions made me not want to see any other movies in this <laughs> franchise. So one. Uh, the personal history of David Copperfield. Um, Ryan put this on the list. I never saw a trailer for it. Oh, I've seen about the trailer. It. It's so one. So, I don't know. I, okay, I can't. I have no info. It's Dev Patel, and he's playing David Copperfield. Ooh, I like Dev Patel, and it looks like the fin- magician David Copperfield, or like the Charles Dickens character David Copperfield. I think it's both, because he looks like he's a Dickens character, but it also looks like there's magic. So I don't know. I didn't do any research for this. Two sounds intriguing. Like Peter Capaldi's in it, and um, at one point it looks like. It goes fantastical, and there's, like, a sequence... Like Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium? Maybe. There's, like, a sequence with a giant hand, but maybe it's, like, a puppeteer kind of thing going on. I don't know. It looked interesting. Uh, two. The Secret Garden. I also never saw this trailer. Ryan's apparently saw it, like, I saw the time. trailer one time. Um, it looked just like an adaptation of the book The Secret Garden. Um, I wasn't really... I never really read the book, uh, but I know about it. Uh, one. It's a one. All right. Well, it turns out that, honestly, if you averaged all those scores, we'd probably get, like, a two. It's probably pretty low. But there are a few really big movies that I'm really bummed aren't coming out yet. And we'll have to see how the effect of this pandemic is uh, changing these movies. Honestly, if there was any time for a pandemic to happen and to push back a bunch of movies, now's not the worst time. Well, one movie that is coming out, it's not going to theaters because they're all closed. But well, Trolls... it is going to theaters. Oh, the ones that are open. That's it true. is. This movie, Trolls World Tour, is coming out on April 10th in theaters that are open, but I don't recommend going to the theaters at this point in time. I don't know where there are theaters that are open. I, I don't either. I thought Regal shut down. They did, but there are other theaters still there. Maybe like the drive-in theaters that are oh, still yeah. open like, around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also coming to like the... Google Play and iTunes yeah, and you Amazon. Can movie you can rent it for rent twenty dollars on April tenth. Yeah, Trolls World Tour directed by Walt Dorn, who co-directed the first Trolls movies, and he's done like different like voice acting. And this guy is Rumpelstiltskin and like that in other in DreamWorks films. Shrek Forever After, and he looks just like his character. They obviously modeled the character after. Stars him. Anna Kendrick, Justin Timberlake, Kunal Nayar, James Corden, Ozzy Osbourne, Rachel Bloom, Anderson Pop, Mary J. Blige, Kelly Clarkson. All these different musicians and stuff have cameos in this. The Trolls world is a weird world. Well, it's a fantasy world, Tyler. Yes, and it's For weird. For children. It's weird. Did you see the first one? I did. 
This one looks nothing like the looks first one. like the first one. All of a sudden, they're referencing these six strings, and they're all separated in communities by the type of music that they sing. Never, that's never mentioned in the first movie. You have no idea what There's that, like, where also, that came from. The first movie is all about like trolls versus goblins. Yes. The goblins nowhere to be seen in now this one. Now there's evil trolls. And trolls like the v rock, trolls. The rock, like the rock trolls are the bad trolls, and they're fighting against like the pop trolls and the techno trolls and the funk trolls and, and the, the country trolls. Country trolls and the I don't know. So the premise of this film is the trolls, the little musical singing creatures from the last film. Um, their their world is thrown into chaos when someone, one of the rock trolls, wants to like unite the six strings of music which are a thing now, and take over the troll world and make rock music the only appropriate music to sing. Um, but the pop trolls have to go and stop the rock troll from doing this by teaming up with the other types of music trolls. And it's Troll Civil War. <laughs> Basically. It looks like I wouldn't enjoy it, but I think kids that like the like jukebox musical of like the first Trolls movie are like, sing or like those other where it's just like hey familiar voices are like singing fun songs and there's like a cool like fun cartoon plot happening like that's exactly the type of vibe that this movie is giving off doesn't look like it's doing anything creative or groundbreaking with this structure like a lego movie or anything like that where they're kind of like trying to push the boundaries of like what a children's film tends to be um it feels very straightforward and very traditional so the first trolls was fine and it wasn't, like, bad at all or anything like that. This Trolls looks worse than the first Trolls. But it doesn't look like it's going to be bad. Like, it looks like it'll be fine. Um, I don't know, maybe they're relying too heavily on baby hip-hop troll in the marketing. And it's turning me off a little bit. But other than that, I think this movie, it, it'll be a great time. But honestly, if you're at home, stuck with your kids. Yeah, if you have kids at home... Throw it on. Rent the movie. I'd say, put on Trolls 1. <laughs> you know? That's true, I guess. I if don't know that I would ever home. watch this movie instead of watching Trolls 1. But, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm kind of interested to see where the sex street... The more I think about it, the more I am like kind of wondering what the plot of this movie is going to be. Like, if it was coming to theaters, and nothing else was like it is and amcs were still open and it was safe to go to a movie theater i might go see it but because of the times we live in i'm not gonna rent this movie yeah but that's just me make your own decisions um if you feel like this is necessary for you and your family at this time i i don't look down on you for watching trolls world tour honestly tell me how it is and maybe i'll watch it on your recommendation dear viewer listener <laughs> but for now i'm just gonna stick to watching my blu-ray of shrek okay that's all we have to say about trolls and that's it that's the only trailer we're reviewing on because it's the only movie with a definitive release date that's coming to theaters which is what we do on this podcast we looked at the list of netflix movies coming out we didn't recognize any of the names so we said peace shot on them we don't we're not they're not joining the likes of uh, you know, what Netflix movies have we done? Six f- Underground. Oh, I never saw that one. <laughs> the Irishman, which I saw, I, it wasn't that great. We didn't do Toe Popes. I don't, I don't know what else. <laughs> you know, as a very famous and viral TikTok sound is saying right now, it is what it is. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's Corona time. <laughs> no, it's Corona time right now. 
But we have one more game before we go, and that is, Ryan, with the state of the film industry as it is right now, if no more movies came out this year and the Academy still decided to have the Oscars next year, who would win the Oscars? We're going to go through the seven big categories of the Oscars, the four acting categories, best screenplay, best director, and best picture, and figure out what people and movies would win these awards if they had to have the Academy Awards with only the movies that have come out so far in the year 2020. Yes, the first quarter of 2020 Oscars. Which you might remember from our earlier January episode. Was pretty bleak. Known for not having the best options, so just putting that out there. But you know, I think... I have a couple good candidates, and it definitely reveals my bias for which my what my favorite movies were so far um, that came out this year. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. So this isn't like our previewees double length episode. This is just a fun, quick throwaway game that we're never going to revisit. No. Nope. Um. And also, this isn't our picks. Like we're not saying these are the best things that I saw this year, because we're allowed to reach out of that and pick movies that we never saw this year because we think that's what the academy does yeah um we're also like trying to get into the minds of the academy so maybe this isn't the right choice but it might be the choice the academy makes but sometimes our own hearts lean into these games and you know what are you gonna do (laughs) so to start things off tyler who does the Oscar for the best actor go to? Best in... actor is going to drunk Ben Affleck. In the that's way what back. I said too. Wow, high five. Nope, because Corona. Um, <laughs> but Ben Affleck, man. When I saw the movie, I didn't, but I think that the Academy would choose him like if they really had to. He's the only choice they have at this point. I mean, Ben Schwartz and Sonic the Hedgehog. And um, <laughs> what's his name? Charlie Hunnam in The Gentleman. Oh maybe. my gosh. Is he the lead in that movie? Um, he's not def- Matthew McConaughey? No, he's Charlie Hunnam's the lead. Mm. Does he show his butt in that movie? Someone does. He shows his butt a lot in the show Sons of Anarchy. Like, Kurt Sutter puts Charlie Hunnam's butt on screen a lot. Well, if you want to see like some multiple, Charlie Hunnam butt... Like, multiple times per Sons season. of Anarchy is on Netflix. What um, about for Best Actress, Ryan? Best Actress is going to... Anya Taylor-Joy for Emma. I thought about that. I personally put Elizabeth Moss for The Invisible Man because I thought she did a fantastic job. And there's a lot of different challenging things that she had to do as an actress in that movie. Namely, fighting an invisible man. That's That's not on set with her. But the Academy likes period pieces more than it does horror films. Mm -hmm. And Anya Taylor-Joy is a golden child at this point. That's true. So, that's That's why I went for it. Supporting actor, Ryan? Supporting actor... Goes to Jeremy Strong in The Gentleman. Ooh. He did a weird... I don't know what he was doing in that role, but maybe the Academy like liked it and saw it and said, yes, that's what we're doing. I don't know. He was really weird in that movie. I chose Ewan McGregor in Birds of Prey because I thought he was a great villain, and Ewan McGregor... Ewan McGregor is just very charismatic. And, and he's an Oscar... Roles. Like, you know, he's been a contender baby. in they the back. love him. So, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's possible. Maybe. Anything's possible in these crazy times we're living in. Alright, supporting actress. This was a tough category. This Ryan. was the hardest category. The one for me. that I finally landed on was Harriet Dyer. I don't know what Who's else she's that? been in, but she's the sister in The Invisible Man. I really thought she had some great oh, scenes with Elizabeth okay. Moss, and she's like, because this is such a tough category, I think she's at least a solid pick. Um, and she has like the final scene that she has with Elizabeth Moss. No spoilers for Invisible Man. It's it's one of the good. best scenes in the movie. Well, for me, the supporting actress that I chose to win the Oscar. This is the only film, this is the only award that I'm giving out for a movie I haven't seen mm. 
Shania Twain wins Best Supporting Actress <laughs> I for still I Still believe. believe. I don't know. I didn't know at all. But Shania, it's your time, wow, baby. But does Gary Sinise even get the nom? No. <laughs> it's only Shania. Um, where are we going? Best Screenplay? Yeah, best screenplay. What did you think? I said Lee Wanell for The Invisible Man. I said Lee Wanell for The Invisible Man too because screenplay is a category Screen- that the Academy that the Academy would give the award to like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the, they, and it's was creative. I don't know if this would be adapted or well, original. It probably be adapted because it's kind of based. On, it we didn't split it up. I'm just wondering what it would be. Um, but especially like it was a great adaptation and a great like revisitation of this concept. I think it was a really really good screenplay. I do too. And like you said, this is one of the categories that the Academy isn't afraid to like give it to a genre film. Yeah. So I felt like that was where they could really shine. Best director? For best director, I went Kathy Yan for Birds I of Prey. I went Kathy Yan for Birds of Prey too. The High Academy, five, no Corona nope. time. Um, the Academy got a lot of backlash for not giving any nomin- recognition to female directors Now's or directors of like color. And now they can get two birds with one stone. <laughs> but it's also Birds of Prey is very stylized. It's like, really tons good. Tons of great directorial choices and made lots in of, this like, film. The colors um, pop. It's great. And the cinematography is fun. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. All right. Really, Tyler, really good pick. The best picture nominee or award goes to who in your so universe? So as you may have seen, I was a huge fan of The Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. But keeping in mind the Academy doesn't do this, I did not give The Invisible Man best picture. And I would consider it a snub, and I would be personally offended, mm. but I don't think it would happen. And taking your point earlier, I also took that into account that the Academy loves their period pieces, and I went with Emma for Best I Picture. I also went with Emma for Best wow. Picture. Another high five. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Emma, I saw it. It was actually really good. Um, it looked good, and I think, like... Maybe and it, there's a world where it still gets nominated for an Oscar. I don't know. I don't know. The only two films that when I looked at the list of movies that came out this year that like looked like they would even appeal to Oscar voters for Best Picture were Emma and The Way Back. And I saw both of them and I liked Emma better. So that's Well, there we are. That's what would happen if the Oscars happened tomorrow. No more films are coming out and they just still had to happen. Honestly, if that is the case, I think the Academy would rather just like cancel the oscars then i don't think some of these movies they could but underwater has to have a chance (laughs) underwater's nominated in every category but just doesn't win just it might because they need the slots (laughs) well that's the end of this episode ryan i know it's a short one but it's okay do we have to talk about what the best trailer of the week was because we only really talked about trolls world tour well we do and i don't know if it's worth giving them the award it wins by default that's how that's this like thing the Osc- it's like the tomorrow trolls Oscars, world tour you know? who is the director of that rumpelstiltskin looking ass fool yeah walt um, dorn walt dorn you did it you won by default by default Yay. there's an asterisk next to your name on our on our plaque we here. don't keep a spreadsheet of this shit no, it doesn't matter okay but um Stay safe out there. If you need more preview review content, listen to our old episodes. We, we all, know you all haven't listened to all our episodes. There's there's no way. Yeah, we don't have fans that are <laughs> that loyal. You can also follow us on social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter we don't at preview do review. Do anything on those, but yeah, we notify us. people when there's new episodes coming out. That's true. Also, I like making little Instagram arts. It's fun. Ooh, for it's me. Ryan's job now. Yeah, I took over. Tyler had too much work on his plate. He was editing the episodes, and 
making all the social media things. So I said, okay, give me the easier one. <laughs> and he's great at it. He has a future in graphic design if he wants it. I literally just use photo editing apps on my phone. <laughs> but it's fun. That's the secret, Ryan. Have We're all using it. photo editing apps on our phone. Even the virus. Even Banksy. Even Banksy! <gasps> Exit through the gift shop. Okay, bye! Bye! <laughs>